Dear Heavenly Father, just want to thank you for who you are. Thank you for your words. Thank you for the sacrifice you made of having Jesus take on bodily form and die on the cross for not just our sins, but my sins. Thank you for leaving us with a message of of truth that we can follow and just learn how to live our lives in a way that glorifies your name. You are amazing. There's no one like you. Let us remain humble and in the essence and an understanding of knowing who you are and who we are in relation to you so that we may always praise your name. And it's in Jesus name we pray. Welcome to Cross Discourse, where music, culture, and life are discussed across the media spectrum weekly to help you live a godly life. Cross Discourse, Christ is Culture. Listen up, wrote this for the five-fold ministers, parishioners See they here, we the body from whom we get our permission to teach But some of y'all just trying to condition us Preach, let me dig deeper We consist of many members with many gifts Apologists, co-defenders of the faith Some lay hands like John G. Lake But sadly, the other John can't relate Let's talk about it The body full of schisms Spiritual circumcisions that locked us in the prison To a point that some of us can only work the kitchen Like we ain't even worthy of commission Like the days of racism Or maybe we still there Bloody cataclysms Monopolizing theology Patterns of a system that existed way back Nas resting in Rome The papacy is blasphemy They out here vesting the throne And in America I hear the same old song You can buy, you can rent But you psychologically owned Gold teeth in your mouth Look like Jerome Judged off appearance alone Look like you wrong Got a license to carry that chrome But better carry that camera phone When getting pulled over at home And I rarely see the white church Protesting that zone And when it popped Don't see the black church Correcting they own There's only one church And why we alone Both sides should be convicted Cause the blind can see division condone And don't you dare tell me Shh, chill and watch my tone Cause you know I'm telling the truth This is not overblown Denominations, categories We placed in like a story in an allegory We caged in without a cage That's corona and invisible force But pride is the literal source Deal with the core, praise the Lord Yeah mm. What's up everybody It's your boy Anonymous Coming to you with another episode Of Cross Discourse That was Mouthpiece uh, And the, the first E from Peace Is replaced with the number 3 And uh, Mouthpiece is somebody I actually just came across uh, If you've been following me I like to uh, play my boy um, uh, D Black a lot and uh, I just happened to come across a song with D Black and Mouthpiece. And so I looked him up because uh, I liked his flow. Uh, and then we came across this song, um, which was perfect because I have a good one for you today. 
Um, we are going to be working from the Old Testament and New Testament today. Uh, one of these is actually my favorite story. It's an Old Testament story from Genesis um, that I don't hear preached on much often, actually. Um, and I heard it when, years ago when I was a baby. Not a baby, but, you know, real young. Um, but it's Genesis 11. It's the Tower of Babel. Um, and, um, and then we're actually going to come into the New Testament, uh, and I'm going to try and kind of meld these two together to kind of give us something to listen to. Um, I know, you know, that I don't, um, uh, you, you haven't heard any advertisements or anything. And I try to keep this podcast just strictly between you and me so that we can build the body of Christ. I'm not trying to make any money off of this. Um, but I also like to uh, talk about the culture and try and uh, use things that uh, kind of help bring us together. So I don't get any um, endorsements or anything off of this podcast, just so you know. Uh, so when I start talking about something, it's something because I really, really enjoy it or really, really like it. And that brings me to uh, a app that I have been using. It is the Pray app. Um, if you go into your Play Store uh, and just type in Pray. Um, I think it's pray.com. Um, if you type in pray.com, it's a little uh, white box with the word pray in it, kind of like in purple. It's a really, really cool app. Um, it has lots of different podcasts, um, some uh, uh, things in there that you can listen to. It sends you Bible scriptures. You can kind of read Bible stories. Some of it charges. Um, I haven't used it too much. I've used some of it. Uh, but I like the flow a little bit of it. Um, if you know, I've been using some of those other Bible apps that send me like scriptures and I can do Bible studies. That's just a new one that you could try out if you want to. I'm just trying to keep the culture alive, trying to get us to uh, mix and match uh, different things and build up the culture to edify the body, if you know what I mean. Um, so that is that. Uh, so anyway, I'm getting back to our uh issue or, or what we're going to talk about today and pride and division was the name of that song by mouthpiece and it's from his i think the album is called topic if i'm not mistaken i really like that it's a it's a really good song and i actually struggle because that album uh topic or 5780 i think the i think the topic i think it's called 5780 i'm not sure what the album is called you can look it up uh, on YouTube, uh, if you've never heard of mouthpieces, M O U T H P I three C E. And you got a lot of different, um, album, uh, songs on there. It says mouthpiece topic and pride and division was the name of that song, but uh, I might even play bass for you. Cause bass was really one, like one of my favorites It's kind of upbeat and kind of hot. And then tug of war was nice as well. He has kind of a lot of songs on that album that I really, really liked, um, and I wanted to play them all, but you know, I try not to do too many of that, uh, of one artist all at once, uh, trying to mix it up and let you get the feel of a lot of different people. But anyway, Genesis 11, let us uh, kind of get into this story real quick. Now, the whole world had one language and a common speech. As people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. 
Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower the people were building. The Lord said, If as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth, and they stopped building the city. That is why it was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. And I'm going to stop there, uh, verses 1 through 9, uh, the, tower, the Tower of Babel. Um, and it's an interesting story if you get into it. Uh, I really, really liked it as a child um, because it was like, wow, they actually, the whole world spoke one language. They were all of kind of like one of court. They they had one speech and they were lived together and they thought and, and, and did a lot alike and they wanted to remain together. This is just foreign to me. Um, and you can get into a lot of discussion with that alone. As you start talking about the world in general, what's happening, not just here in the United States, but over the whole world, you've got the Middle East with Israel and the Palestinians. You've got, you know, infighting amongst a lot of Hispanic groups. You've got infighting with uh, whites and blacks. You've got infighting with lots of different nationalities um, in Albania. You got just a lot of different things of government, uh, you know, oppressing the people. You've got uh, America and Canada fighting. There was an issue. Uh, there was an issue I just read about today where it was just talking about there's a small piece of Americans uh, country that you have to drive into Canada get to and it's a big tourist spot and they won't allow the Americans to get money uh, through tourism and it dates back uh, a long time where they tried to purchase it from the United States and the United States said no so there's a lot of uh, disorganization and division amongst people which is why I like that song pride and division because it talks about how people uh, are prideful and they think about it so when you look at the verse within Genesis 11, the verses one through nine, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, and I, I want you to read it um, in more detail as you look through it. But here's some things that I uh, noticed as I first started reading it. Uh, first, um, verses one and four were all about the people and how they try to come together and they lived um, and, and all of one accord. Um, and then six through nine, God actually scatters them. So they had a purpose. Uh, the people did. They wanted to do anything. And um, if you're wondering where I kind of get this from, I, you know, I go all over the Internet to study. Um, but I actually found in Bible.org a uh, kind of a study guide to help me with this particular chapter, Bible.org again. And it's actually titled Lesson 23, Man versus God. God wins and it's from Genesis 11 1 through 9 now that's not exactly where I uh, got all of what I'm going to discuss from but it kind of helped me as I started thinking about the Tower of Babel because I got it just popped in my head and I was like you know I want to share with the people I want to just ex help them to experience uh, just life in general and, and and see what God is talking about so I don't know where you are uh, in your uh, walk with God right now. I don't know where you are on the planet, actually, because I don't know who you are. Um, 
because I don't get a whole lot of emails from you guys and I'm looking forward to getting more and more emails. But cross this course at gmail.com if you have a prayer request even or anything that you want to discuss with me, we can just kind of talk uh, and go over these things. But anyway, um, there's a few of you that have remained with me uh, throughout the weeks um, and I'm coming up on my year anniversary in a couple weeks. and I'm excited about that. Uh, but anyway, um, verses one through four um, talk about the people and you say as the people moved eastward. So they're coming from somewhere west. We don't know exactly where that is, but as a history teacher or a former history teacher or whatever, you know, we know that uh, some people talk about the cradle of civilization either being in the Middle East or being in Africa. Well, you can debate that all you want. I'm not here to debate that. Um, but they moved eastward and they found a plain and they settled in that plain. And then they said to each other, come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. And they talked about building a city for themselves reaching out to the heavens and they talk about unity and all this other stuff. I found that extremely interesting that, you know, you have uh, people uh, on earth wanting to be together and build a city. Now it doesn't necessarily say, and this is where I got it from that Bible.org, but I started thinking about it. They're really think they're really talking about themselves and God is absent in this whole story. There is no God in those first four verses just think about that there is no god they didn't mention god at all but they all talked about building a city and doing things for themselves so that they can be by themselves and then verse five but the lord came down to see the city and the tower the people were building think about that you know they were trying to make it all the way up to heaven but they couldn't god had to come down to meet them and see what they were doing. Isn't it amazing how we are so much smaller than what we think we are? There are times that I fly um, and I'm going all over the country and I'm flying and I'm seeing the earth from an airplane, which is thousands of feet in the air. And sometimes I can't even see houses. Sometimes I can't even see people. Now all the time I can't see people. Sometimes I can't even see cars driving on the highways. I just see what look like lines amongst the trees, amongst the vegetation, and I can't even make it out. Aren't we so small compared to what we think we are? But in verses one through four, they were going to build themselves a city and a tower to reach the heavens. How high could they possibly go? We don't know, but we know that that's what they were trying to do. So God comes down to see what they were doing because we are so far removed from him. He's so far above us so much higher than us we'll never reach that point god has to come down to us the lord said if as one people speak in the same language they have begun to do this then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them i want you to pocket that and start thinking about that in more detail because i can meditate on that all day what is the message here in that one little verse if God's people, if we as one people speak in the same language with one thought and one accord can do something like that, then what can be impossible for us? Think about that. Think about that, whether we're white, black, uh, yellow. I'll just keep the colors going. You know what I mean? Red, brown, whatever color you consider yourself, whatever you are. 
what if we were all on the same page? What could we do together? But God says, come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So the people were trying to do one thing together. God comes in. God dis confuses them. He allows them to speak a different language. Now these people all have different purposes, different things, different ways of communicating, different everything. And they're no longer of one accord. And then what happens? They're scattered all over the earth. They're no longer together. They're now separated. And they stop building. And then God just confused the language of the whole world and scattered us all over the earth. I mean, there's a message in there for somebody. There's a there's something for you to think about when you want to start thinking about hate, when you want to start thinking about how we're better than somebody else or or how we're, uh, you know, different. The Bible says we were at one point all the same didn't say skin color but the bible does say that we were all made in god's image so i want you to think about that as you kind of go into genesis 11 and unpack that a little bit more because i really really love that story and as a kid you know you don't really think about so many things like that but just just to know that at one point God looked at us and said, you know what, this might not be a good thing. You know, the, the, the Bible.org really talks about man's pride, how we're so prideful because, again, in the first four verses, they don't even mention God. They're talking about themselves and they want to set themselves apart. And it goes into chapter 10, which precedes that particular um, chapter. And it talks about um, a lot of... Uh, excuse me, the people in that area, um, descendants of uh, Nimrod, and, and I'm sorry, descendants of Ham, uh, Nimrod being one of them, founded that Babel, and they wanted to do things and make a name for themselves and how they were so prideful. Um, and they kind of constantly wanted to be like God or almost gods themselves. So it precedes that. So it's a really good read if you go on the Bible dot uh, org and look at that particular story but i just wanted you to meditate on that verse as i talk about or come into the new testament and i'm also actually i'm going to read most of uh this chapter but i'm going to stop a little bit short of the last few i think uh, let me see where it goes from here but i'll start in first timothy chapter one and i'll start in verse three as I urged you when I went into Macedonia, stay there in Ephesus so that you may command certain people not to teach false doctrines any longer or to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies. Such things promote controversial speculations rather than advancing God's work, which is by faith. The goal of this command is love which comes from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Some have departed from these and have turned to meaningless talk. They want to be teachers of the law, but they do not know what they are talking about or what they so confidently affirm. We know that the law is good if one uses it properly. 
We also know that the law is made not for the righteous, but for lawbreakers and rebels, the ungodly and sinful, the unholy and irreligious, for those who kill their fathers or mothers, for murderers, for the sexually immoral, for those practicing homosexuality, for slave traders and liars and perjurers, and for whatever else is contrary to the sound doctrine that conforms to the gospel concerning the glory of the blessed God, which he entrusted to me. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has given me strength, that he considered me trustworthy, appointing me to his service, even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. I'm going to stop there. I'm going to stop there. And that is, my friends, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 all the way down to 16. You could read the whole chapter and you'd get the same message. I'm only missing, what, 1, 2, um, 17, 18, 19, and 20. So there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 verses, 6 verses I didn't mention. I just, you know, I just wanted you to get the, the crutch of the whole thing. But here we have in this particular story as not story, but letter as Paul is writing to Timothy, he says a few things. But I want to start with verse 15. And it says, here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. We go back to Genesis 11, where we have these people who were so prideful and constantly trying to build a name for themselves, build a city that was worthy of them uh, and build it up and show the world or, or build all the way up to the heavens and show that they are masters of their own destiny, masters of their own of their own selves. But here we have in first Timothy, Paul talking to Timothy and saying, you need to humble yourself you need to humble yourself and teach people to focus on what matters it doesn't matter about genealogy doesn't matter about false doctrine it doesn't even matter about some of the the menial menial things that people are talking it doesn't matter about the talk it says some have departed from all of these and have started to to have meaningless talk talks about people wanting to be teachers of the law these could be your pastors out there who just want to do what they do because of the glory that it comes that comes from it and it says they do not know what they are talking about or what they so confidently affirm and then he goes into verses 15 
or he talks about we are all sinners and then he says i am the worst the word of god was used to help lawbreakers it was used to help rebels to help the ungodly to help the unholy those sinners those irreligious those murderers those sexually immoral those practicing homosexuality slave traders liars perjurers every bad thing under the sun it says that this law was made for them and when i read that i think these are the people that we should be seeking these are the people that we should be reaching out to because those people who consider themselves religious or those people are righteous or those people who are righteous it's not for them it's for us people like me the layman that doesn't know everything the layman that needs god in his life and we need to humble ourselves we don't need to be by the like those people in babel who were trying to build a city for themselves and i think about my life and the things that i want the things that i try to do and i need to crush myself make myself smaller so that god can become greater i think about the words of john the baptist and i think about those things and i want to focus on that so maybe there is some connect between genesis 11 where we have this group of people that were so unified and that were 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 kind of trying to put themselves above everyone else or maybe just put themselves close to god in a way that was prideful and they thought about themselves and then we have here in first timothy paul saying no 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 timothy timothy command people not to teach false doctrine or devote themselves to myth and worrisome endless genealogy but focus on love focus on advancing god's work focus on bringing glory to his name and so many times we got people that don't realize that we just got to really slow down and do that. And I love that song by Mouthpiece. He has, he has a ton. Like I said, go on to and find it. Um, you can ask, also go to his website on Bandcamp and, and listen to some of that. And you can even buy some of his songs and, you know, give the man support. Um, but that's the message. That's the message. Um, you know, the Tower of Babel talks shows unity and we can we could have gone. I could have easily gone into different directions and talk about racism and things like that. And I, I hope that you, you it popped into your mind that the Bible says we were all one. And that because of our pride, he separated us even more. So there is pain even coming from us wanting to be. Uh, 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 further, like God, pride is, is a huge obstacle to overcome. So how often are we so prideful in the way we look at one another and the way we um, think that our, maybe our race is better than another's, uh, our language is better than another's? Uh, when I use when I teach uh, some some young people about the world history and everything, I'm amazed 
at how nowadays you know our kids are are enamored with like japanese culture and they love the, the anime the manga the, the the cartoons and the the creations and the culture the dancing and you know even my son my oldest son he really loves the culture he wants to learn japanese and live in japan and i mean it, it, it's just crazy um and that's a good thing that we want to bring unity but we can't get lose focus of what god wants us to do god wants us to advance his message god wants us to bring glory to his name and god wants us to remain humble it says the law is good if one uses it properly if one uses it properly that's the message for today Friends and family, I hope you got something out of it. Um, I hope you go back and you read those those messages, though I mean those verses in Genesis eleven and First Timothy one, because I think there's something in there for all of us. That's it for me today. I hope that you'll come back. I hope that you'll share this message with somebody else and uh, see me on the next time. All right, family, I love you. I'll be praying for you. Peace. <laughs>